0: What's up, everybody? Today, I'm excited to announce my guest. He's a minor league baseball player in the Detroit Tigers organization, three-time Detroit Tigers organization all-star and alumni of the Little League World Series, Josh Lester. What's going on, my guy?
1: How are we doing? Good to see you.
0: Good to see you. For those of you who don't know, Josh and I have actually met in person. We're actually, we're buddies, you know, Atlanta Hawks fans, you know, we got to stick together. But, uh... You know, due to these circumstances, there is no sea wolf season yet, and that's how we met. So, we're
1: It's here. not looking good either. It's
0: Not looking good. We'll hit, we'll touch on that a little bit later. But <laughs> first and foremost, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your hometown of Columbus, Georgia? I lived not too far from there in Albany when I grew up. I don't know if you knew that. Um, and what makes it so unique?
1: Oh uh, well, as you know, living in Albany, it it's hot the whole time. I mean, I walked out the other day. I think it was about 94 degrees, and people ask for rain, and I don't ask for rain because usually when it rains, it gets worse afterwards. And But, I mean, it's it's a pretty big town. We got one of the largest Army bases pretty much connected in Fort Benning, which is 15 minutes from my house. It's pretty much its own town, but they're considered Columbus, so they make us one of the biggest cities in Georgia. And I mean it's it's kinda cool having them. I've I've been over on base and it's it's a different experience getting through you. I mean it's an experience to get to the base, to get through the gates and everything and I mean you get searched like kinda like you're going into a different country.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, those bases are, are crazy. I've been on a few throughout my day, but uh once you go all the way back to your little league days for me where you actually played in the Little League World Series And you won it, which was followed up by an emotional interview with uh, Aaron Andrews. What was that experience like? And uh, just go into the Aaron Andrews interview.
1: Oh, gosh. Oh, that was was probably one of the most fun weeks of baseball that I ever had. I mean, even outside of, like, the baseball part, the the way they set up the dorms in Williamsport, they have – all of the teams in one little square they have a little arcade room they have a big cafeteria they got a swimming pool I mean it was you're literally just hanging out with a bunch of 12 year olds and then all of a sudden you got to go play baseball it's like a dream come true without it being the Lily World Series I mean it's when you're 12 years old what do you want to do you want to go hang out with your friends at the pool and, and maybe play some baseball and we ended up I mean we had it all right there and obviously we ended up winning and which is very fortunate for us. But, yeah, for some reason I was crying after after we won, and I couldn't get anything other than just real happy out of my mouth. That
0: was great. It's funny as hell. I was watching it earlier today.
1: Oh, my goodness. It's so funny now because it sticks with me everywhere I go. Like, all my friends, obviously, have seen it. And, like, if they know somebody, like, I just met them, that's the first thing they tell them. They're like, well, oh, we're going to look it up on YouTube. We're going to show you. It's I mean, to this day, everywhere I go, people are looking at it, and, and I mean, I know exactly how to look it up, so they always ask me. It's funny. Yeah, Aaron Andrews called you a superstar too, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what people what people don't see is the interview I had with uh, Aaron Andrews earlier in the tournament, and so which I wasn't crying, so obviously it didn't get as much publicity, no especially around right here, but no love. but it was it was one of the most fun experiences of of my life and I mean we didn't even realize that obviously there's however many people watch it on TV there's thousands of people in the stands like you're 12 years old you don't really think about it i mean you just go out there and you're playing baseball
0: yeah for sure so uh something a lot of people don't know about you is that you were actually drafted twice you were drafted once out of high school in the 30th round by the Indians and then after college in the 13th round by the Tigers um First part of the question, is it a hard choice picking to go to college instead of play professionally? And then what is kind of a draft process like for an MLB draft? Because it's a little bit longer than like an NFL.
1: Well, uh, the first time I got drafted, it was the 30th round. And they were kind of – they didn't really try to even sign me. So I didn't really have much of a decision to make. They just wanted to kind of tell me that they knew who I was. Like they were watching. People were paying attention. kind of like hey we got our eye on you hopefully we can come back in three four years and draft you again maybe I was actually asleep when I got drafted the first time I was I was laying there and I mean I was watching more I had some friends that were supposed to go decently high in that draft and I was watching for them and then they didn't go for a while and so I I was on the sleep asleep on the couch and then all of a sudden I I woke up at like the perfect time and I looked at my computer and I, I saw my name and I mean it was literally like I was blinking and I was like, hold on a second. Am I – is that my name for real or like what? And then a couple minutes later, one of the guys called me and congratulated me. I mean, it was awesome, but I didn't really have much of a a decision there. There wasn't really a – here's a lot of money. You can either take it or go to college. So I was going to college pretty much no matter what. But, yeah, it's, it's a different process because especially out of high school, you do have to weigh those options. I mean, to me, I would have had to get a lot of money not to go to college. I'm very pro college. I think you learn a lot, you grow up a little bit. And me, I was, my birthday's in July, so I was 17 when I graduated high school. And I was not ready to go play professional baseball. And I know there's a lot of 17, 18 year olds that are. And there's a lot in the Tigers organization and every other organization, but I was not one of them. And I think you got to take that into consideration because if you took me at 17 and put me in the GCL, I mean, I. Probably would have hit a hundred. I might not play, be playing baseball right now.
0: Yeah, that's just the kind of like part of the tough reality of the minor league baseball. You know, you can you just kind of use college to really hone in your skills. But um, I forgot the second part of the question. Oh yeah, you, I think you kind of touched on it already. It's just kind of like what's the draft day like in the minor You're league? So like you it? just hit-
1: it's a lot of a lot of nerves, especially because when I wasn't out of college, I was expecting to kind of go a little higher than I ended up going. But that was one of the first years of the new rules of the draft. And so they couldn't – they had to save money in hire rounds so they could pay some people in later rounds. And so you're watching – I mean, you're watching guys go in the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth round, tenth round that you're like – you've played against all these guys. And you're like, they're not any better than me. And you're just still sitting there. I mean, it, it's it's frustrating. But at the end of the day, there's a there's a business to it. And so it's not – I don't know. It's not that – Bad, I guess I don't know,
0: yeah, I mean, I've never watched the baseball draft. It's too long and crazy, oh, it's, it's <laughs> crazy. talk about talk about your time at Missouri a little bit. Tell us about your recruiting process and kind of what a college baseball game day is like.
1: Oh, well, actually, Missouri was my only Division one offer that I had. um I was going to a school called Darton Junior College down here, and it was actually in Albany, I think, and I was going there. I went down to the big Jupiter uh, tournament that they have every year down in Jupiter, Florida. And I think it was like November of my senior year of high school. And the Missouri coach saw me. He came back. I went to a camp in January. It was like a camp, like visit half and half kind of thing. Went there. He came back and watched me here in the middle of March, early April, and then offered me that day. I actually went. 0 for three with two K's and a ground out to the pitcher the day that he offered me a scholarship. I was like, are you sure? Like, are you sure that's what you want? But he offered me and I mean, it took me maybe a day to think about it. And it was the best decision of my life. I love that place. I still live there a lot in the off seasons. The last three off seasons I've been there. I'm, I'm in love with the university of Missouri and Columbia, Missouri.
0: Yeah, for sure. I've never been there, but I've heard great things about it it's um, say uh,
1: it's a town like probably 80% of it is the school and so it's like the campus is not huge but it's big enough really nice a lot of scenery i mean it's it's, it's kind nice of like eerie in a way, way as far as like the campus vibe is going there's like three right. colleges and like
0: you can small tell it's a
1: college town as soon as you roll in i mean it's it's the middle of the city and it's pretty much the entire city
0: yeah What's a uh, college baseball game day like? Because I know a lot of people know, like, kind of what a, a football game day is like. But, like, what's a college baseball game day
1: like? What's, what's weird for, co- for college baseball is a lot of times you got to go to class. I mean, you play those midweek games, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, that you're in class till noon and you got a game at four. And, I mean, it's – we get – I mean, obviously you can skip whatever class you want to in college. But, I mean, you – you got to go to class and then you go out there and it's similar to pro ball where you still do the BP. A lot of the times you still take BP. You just take infield after BP and everything. It's, it's very similar other than the fact that you got class to go to. I mean, it's, it's probably a shorter game day at the baseball field. Cause I know a lot of guys in pro ball, you get there at noon and just sit around and kind of hang out with your boys and play some cards, whatever. It's, there's not as much of that in college. You kind of, you got other stuff to do pretty much, homework, class. Then you show up, take BP, take infield, get ready to play. The nice ones are the weekend games where you don't have to – you get to sleep in. Hopefully it's a night game. You get to sleep in, don't have to do much, and it's pretty much the same as professional baseball. You just show up and get ready.
0: Show up and hit dingers.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> so
0: uh, you've gotten to play with some great managers throughout your minor league career, um, specifically in Erie and down and the other the other levels and all that good stuff. Which manager do you think helped you the most, like transitioning from college to the
1: pros? Oh uh, man, my, I'd have to say Mike Ribello grabs is, is. I've had him. I had him in Connecticut when I was there right after the draft. Had him in West Michigan the year after, and then I had him. I missed one year and had him again last year in Erie. Other than that year with uh, Graham, Andrew Graham in Erie, I'd had grabs at some point every year of my professional career. And so he's definitely had a big influence on me. One of the smartest guys I know in baseball. And now he's a big league coach with the Pirates. And he's back where he belongs in the big leagues. And one of the most genuine guys I know, especially on the baseball field.
0: Yeah, he's a—he's definitely a good coach, and he's kind of a hard-ass, oh, too. You don't want to mess with him.
1: He'll stick up for you as long as you show up and play hard. That's all that matters. For sure.
0: I've seen that firsthand quite a few times. Um, what's a typical day like as a minor league baseball player? Obviously, I know the answer to this because I worked with you guys at the clubhouse. I was hanging out with you guys all the time. But just kind of for the listeners, just kind of give them what a typical day is like. What time do you get up? What do you eat? Stuff like that.
1: Well, usually, I mean... It's probably wake up around ten, try to get a little workout in, uh, get some lunch, and usually take my lunch to the field about twelve thirty one o'clock. Eat it there. There's usually a couple guys sitting there watching MLB Network highlights of the games from the night before. Maybe a movie, some golf, something kind of just chilling and playing some cards and just kind of hanging out and chopping it up with the boys. Just just kind of hanging out with your brothers because I mean no nobody really has. Much to do. I mean, we're in a city that we don't have too many friends outside of the people that come in and out of that locker room, and so we just kind of go up there and hang out together. Maybe people play some video games. I usually I was big on the video games at night. My sleep schedule was usually like 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. So I play video games after the game for a while, but most of the time just get up, try to get a little workout in. Hopefully, we didn't get back on the from the bus ride till five o'clock the night before. Those are the worst days but but usually it's just kind of work out try to work out I guess sometimes obviously you don't have the motivation and it's it's a long year you don't always have the motivation to get up and lift, but get some lunch and go to the field and kind of just hang out until it's time to take some bp
0: how do you uh spend your off days and then like if you don't get selected to an all-star game how do you spend your all-star all-star break
1: Well, uh, last year I went to see some one of my buddies my really good friends is the hitting coordinator with the blue jays and they were in Kane county i think right outside of lake county whichever one's right outside of cleveland is the low a team and they were playing there and he was in town so i just went and spent a couple days over there actually got to hang out with some of their players and and uh see what he does kind of every day with his job i mean he was my hitting coach at missouri and then I lived with him for a couple off seasons. We're really close. and So I got to kind of watch him and his environment that didn't involve talking to me about hitting. It involved other people. And so that was really cool and got to see him kind of work. And so that's what I did for a couple of days last year. Uh, we spent a lot of time on the lake, on Lake Erie uh, right there. It's nice having those boats to be able to rent for a day in the off season or on the off days and just kind of hang out and go tubing and kind of have a lake day. Yeah, for sure. That sounds to, like a... a lot of times it's sleep. I mean, if there's not anything too fun to do, the guys will just sleep. We'll go out the night before and just sleep till three o'clock and take in our chance to sleep a little bit. Got to. So uh,
0: you were at spring training this year when the whole coronavirus pandemic took over. Um, how has that been like an unwanted adjustment? And then what have you been told as far as like a possible return
1: this season? We haven't been told anything. I mean we have we've had some Zoom calls with some of the coaches, but it's been more about like plan player plans, like what we think about hitting fielding positions, whatever, all that and what we can do to improve and I don't think even they know anything. It's we're kinda of just waiting on the players union and the owners to agree to something and then it's gonna have kind of a trickle down effect. Unfortunately I don't think there's gonna be much of a minor league season at all. There might be a triple A season just because the big leagues need backups. But I don't think anything lower than that will even happen.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough for sure. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of like part of the next question. It was just kind of like, do you think there's going to be like a minor league season? And, like, do you think necessarily like – I kind of like what's your input as far as like – like I don't even know how to word it, just kind of like – when do you think these dudes are all going to come to an agreement so that we can at least get some baseball? Like,
1: I know. Well, I thought that – so yesterday, before the owners said they were not going to, I don't know, re-propo- repropose anything else, I thought they were going to end up going back to the thing they proposed the first time, the 82 games. Because the owners were like, we want 60. The players were like, we want 114 or whatever it was. And I was like, okay, negotiate. Leads right back to around the eighty two mark where like that, but apparently the owners aren't going to propose anything else i'm I'm not really sure I don't know all the all the details of the money, obviously, but some of those the first one I didn't understand because the players didn't want it I don't know what the revenue split is originally, but the, I guess the fifty fifty revenue split was what they didn't want they were fine with the half pay for half the games which is fair i mean to me you work half the time you get half the money whatever right. but i guess the revenue split was too much of a difference i'm not sure but and then i feel like the owners went backwards it wasn't like a negotiation it was like oh you don't want that we're going to give you less yeah that one just,
0: 40 game proposals ridiculous yeah.
1: but i don't know i thought i would have thought the 114 games October 31st would have been the last game of the season. Like, what? I don't understand what's wrong with that. Because I feel like in a month or two, you can fill the stadium. Yeah. And then there's your money. Like, you're going to make money at the end. Sure, you might not make money right now, but the TV is going to pay you a lot of money. People are going to have a bidding war trying to get nationally televised baseball games because there's nothing else on TV. Yeah.
0: Not only that, but, like, I know as far as, like, some of like the minor league markets and even like some of the major league markets, you don't really get too many people. Right. I mean, this is like kind of when you first start getting fans at games anyways. So like, it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. That you're not going to get people towards the end of the season. So,
1: um, but yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Cause it's I know. It started as who was safe trying to be safe from the coronavirus. Yeah. To turn it into a money issue more than anything.
0: Yeah, I know out here in Erie, we're starting to open everything back up. And so jobs are starting to reopen again. And it's kind of the yeah. same
1: way across the country, except for California. We've been, really. open, uh, we've been open for a while down here in Georgia. Really? Life's pretty much back to normal from the coronavirus standpoint down here. Jeez, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, so we just need to get baseball back, man.
1: I know. <sighs> Miss it. But uh, who's it's the best? the only coach- sport. It's the only yeah. sport that's not like. On the way back, the NBA has plans of being back. The NHL has plans of being back. Golf's already starting back. Racing's yeah. already starting back. And I'm like
0: – NFL less... coaches are allowed to go right. back
1: tomorrow. Like, There's less contact in baseball than any of those sports. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird to me that they're not starting back already. Yeah, it's almost like – it's
0: almost like flipped because at the beginning, like when everyone's first started shutting down, Rob Manfred was like, Oh, screw it. Like, it don't matter. Like these guys are fine. Like they're barely touching. And now they're like the least prepared to come back. It seems like it's just like full circle. It doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. But uh, who's the best pitcher you've ever faced and who's the
1: best you've ever played with? Oh, that's tough. Uh, Played with, I think, Tarek Skubal is one of the best pitchers, and you saw it firsthand this year. Uh, and this was the first year I'd really even knew who he was. And then he came up, and he came up when I forget who it was got sent to AAA, and he came up. And a lot of times, it's like if a guy's going to go to AAA for a few days, they bring a guy up that is just going to be with us for a few days, or what? Vice versa. And he came up in his first outing. I think it was like five innings, like. 11 Ks and I was like standing in the field just kind of beside myself like what did we just see and yeah. but yeah. he's one of the best pitchers I've ever seen obviously him being on my team is very much in favor of me but one of the best guys I've faced I think is probably Nate Pearson uh with the Blue Jays he'll be in the big leagues probably well I would have said this year but we don't know what's going to happen but he'll be in the whenever the next major league season is he'll be there it's it's pretty electric. He throws about a hundred with some movement, with plus off-speed pitches. It's it's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, Scooble definitely a beast, and he's a really nice guy off the field he as is. well. He's always he just is. super friendly to me, and you know, most like guys, it's like you don't have to be nice to like the bat boys or the clubhouse guys. Like, I mean, I'm pretty nice to everybody, so everyone's pretty nice to me. But like, I just see the way like everybody pretty much interacts with like the bat boys and whatnot, and it's just he's just super nice. And, uh, yeah, so who's your uh, favorite sports team outside of baseball, like sports teams? I know I mentioned a little bit earlier with that ATL uh, Hawks. yeah,
1: the, the Hawks are my guys. Uh, the Hawks are my NBA team and the Steelers are my NFL team. Yeah, okay. I'm a Big big Steelers guy. I don't really know how. I've uh, been a Steelers guy since I was like five years old. My uncle's a huge Steelers fan, so I guess I just kind of latched on and rode the wave with him and – been a Steelers fan ever since. Unfortunately, because right now they've been stinking the last couple years, but yeah. they'll figure it out. I actually, the had Hawks their start. third
0: round pick on the show not too Good long drill. ago. Yeah, Alex Highsmith. So
1: yeah, from the, uh from uh Charlotte, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I had him on the show while he was gearing up for the NFL draft. So nice. he's a super nice guy. Y'all got a stud in him, but yeah, the Hawks, man, they need to get their stuff together, bro. I
1: think they're they will. I think they're. After this year, hopefully they get another really high pick and they get one more guy and then I think they'll spend some money and try to go get a couple free agents and then they'll be really good. Yeah, I remember Atlanta's, you telling me that
0: in the dugout one of the days. Yeah. And it's just like I thought we had like didn't we have like Andre Drummond at some point. <laughs> I don't remember
1: what happened. No, they got uh they got Capella. Oh got, yeah. From the Rockets. Yeah. And that's one thing too, if people don't realize how much like talk other than baseball goes on in the dugout like there's there's conversations about anything you can think of going on in the dugout (laughs) when when you're not playing it especially when you have Gibby in your dugout oh yeah it's a different world in there especially if you got the day off because a lot of times position player like you got the day off you got the day off but you're not going to pinch hit really
0: because
1: there's no pitcher hitting like there's not really a reason for you to pinch hit and so it's just like you're zoned out the whole game, talking about who knows what with the other guys that aren't playing that day. Yeah,
0: it's it's one of my favorite
1: moments and experiences <laughs> yeah. to talk about for sure. Um,
0: yeah, there's all sorts of chatter in the clubhouse and in the dugout oh, everywhere. No. It's great. Um, who's your biggest inspiration? Someone that you kind of just like held tight throughout your baseball journey so far?
1: Uh, well, my, my idol kind of growing up was Chipper Jones. I mean, being from from here, everybody loved Chipper Jones, and rightfully so. Great guy, it seems like, and, and great baseball player, obviously. But I'd say, like, my biggest influence probably outside of my dad is Hunter Mintz, the guy I was talking about. He's the Blue Jays hitting coordinator now. He was my hitting coach in college. Uh, I lived with him for three off seasons, I think, and, and he really kind of – helped me change my swing around and there was a big jump from my first couple of years of crowball ball to the last couple from power numbers and stuff like that and I give a lot of credit for that to him he kind of taught me how to use my swing as leverage and in my legs and everything use my strength but i mean he taught me way more than that about just kind of taking care of myself physically and just how to work hard and i, I give a lot of credit to him for for my work ethic and everything like that
0: yeah, for sure. Um, one last question for you, bro. Um, do you have any advice to the young guys out there trying to chase their dreams of playing pro ball?
1: Just just have fun with it. I mean, have fun with it and work hard. The the best times, I feel like, are when you've got a group of guys with the same goal, whether it's a team or even in, in pro ball, you work out in the offseason with guys that are on other teams, but we are all got the same goal, making it to the big leagues, and you're pushing each other, and it just makes it so much more fun when you're all kind of in it and going hard and you know after you're done with your stuff like you can go live your life because you worked really hard and and it's done for the day and then you, it's it's really fun when you got a bunch of guys and you can work hard together and just just grind I mean it's it's definitely a grind but at the end of the day you look back and you can be like I gave everything I had to to try in baseball and I wouldn't take anything back so yeah, for, for sure one thing. So make sure y'all
0: go follow my guy, Josh, um, Instagram at jblester17 and then Twitter at joshlester4. Big season coming up, hopefully. I hope so. <laughs> if not, the following. But I appreciate your time today, my guy. And yes, hopefully I see you soon. I
1: hopefully hope so.
0: I, man, I miss y'all, man.
1: Some, we need some sports back. We need something. We need all of them back at the same time for all I care.
0: <laughs> right. We we need some sports. All right, my guy. Take it easy, stay safe. And uh Sounds good, brother. Thanks for your time again.
1: Absolutely. See you.